This is an ABC podcast. Roots and Shoots with Amber and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA and the ABC Listener. Look, just a quick reminder that you're listening to the number one leisure podcast in the country Uh, and poor Nikki who texted in to say how lovely and how grateful she was for our brilliant advice last week and then was abused for saying that we were verging on comedy because I like, it is comedy and I think the only job left to do really is to start hashtagging the back end of this thing as comedy and see how we go there. Probably pretty badly, I'd suggest. Sabrina Hahn is in the house. And I just want to shout out to gorgeous Deb, who's in the audience, and she's recovering from cancer surgery. Um, Thank you for your company, Deb. We love having you here. And another bit of um, housekeeping. No, it's actually sad news. Molly Schmidt is the bus driver of the Saturday Brekkie bus and she's also um, an award-winning human being and writer of novels at the tender age of 28. She's about to turn 29. I know these things. She's like I could be her mum. She is such a great buddy to have on this ride with me. Um, as I made the transition from behind the glass to the other side of it. Molly and I used to just like have our insane laughter just to ourselves. We, uh, we've done some great stories together. She is just an outstanding human being, an outstanding uh, producer. I'm not going to lose her forever, but I am losing her to a PhD that she's about to embark on. And it's just too much for her to do both of these things, but uh, it won't be the last that you hear from her. So uh, it's Molly's last show with us today. And I want to express my profound gratitude to her uh, for coming in, in spite of the fact that there was a cockroach on her water bottle this morning. I tell you what, like I would have said, no, thanks. I'm, I'm t- having the day off. I would have got my mum to call. <laughs> Molly can't come in today. Sabrina Hahn, how are you? <laughs> uh, I'm quite splendid. Thank you very much, Are you as Amber. splendid as you were last week? I, I certainly am Ooh. because I, I got stuck into my veggie garden yesterday. Um, As in weeding it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, was, it was quite time-consuming, really. Um, yes, weeded it. It's a beautiful and day for it. Yeah, it was. Mm. And even put some seedlings in, which is probably extremely foolish because it's going to be 42 <laughs> tomorrow. Yes. But, um, you know, it's all about striking while you've got the time to do it. Amber. Yes, yes. How big's your garden? You've got a big yard. Yeah, yeah? it's a 930 square metre block mm. and I've only got a wee house, little house. A wee house. Yes, it's a three by two bedroom house with a, a front and back veranda and I have to tell people that are, you know, around the age of 45, 50, don't build a big house, your kids won't leave home. You have a small house and walk around naked when you get out of the shower. They all want to leave as soon as they go to uni or start work or whatever. There's something good for the spirit of having to kind of hang on to things and bash on the toilet door while someone <laughs> takes too much time. I mean, you know, you don't even have to say hello to yep, each other in that's the right. parents' retreat. Just grunt, land. grunt. Yeah, yeah. Grunt in the morning as you're passing, waiting to go to the toilet. Um, so it's been, yes, it was it was quite warm. I have to say there will be deaths. There will be deaths. There will be deaths. I lost one, two, three plants last week. Ooh. Natives. Ooh. Not the soft pussy pussy la la 
imports. <laughs> no, they were the, they were the they were the pussy pussy la la pussy pussy is la one la, of my la new Favorite description of um, anyone. Yep. So um, so people don't don't prune anything. Don't plant anything. Uh, just water stuff. Do you think Do, maybe it was too much water or just like too much? Oh, no, climate too, much too much heat. <laughs> too much heat. Because yeah. even though you can have plants under the shade, but the ambient temperature outside, uh, particularly with easterlies, just sucks the life out of everything, including yourself. Yeah, it looks like um, autumn in my backyard. There's been just a very like, big leaf shed. Yes, lots yeah. of stuff's dropping leaves, just like Molly nearly sucked the life out of that cockroach when she had a drink from a water bottle this morning. She showed me the picture. The cockroach took up the entire, like the sippy part of the thing. Yeah, it's not good. I'm not sure I've, I've recovered actually from, <laughs> from the news. And there's just been more squeamish, squirmish bug stuff going on for the whole show. I had to laugh at that screaming. <laughs> I had to you? laugh. I have seen people. I was driving on the freeway and I have yeah. seen that very thing. So obviously there was a spider in the car. So the car in front of me just <laughs> slammed on the brakes and swerved and everyone got out of the car. Like everyone just ran out of the car. So I pulled him behind because I didn't know what had happened. And they were going, there's a spider, there's a spider in the car. And because mm. I love spiders and it was only a huntsman, I said, where is it? So I just, I just grabbed it. Like I just put it in my hand and then put it on the side of the the thing. See, all of this has rendered me barely able to function. Like, I have several <laughs> things that I have to do at once on this show. I was driving up North Street in Cottesla in my Ford Anglia in yep. the police to scene era. Yeah. Uh, and a bee flew in the window and stung me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, And I was on the crest oh. of that hill and I began flailing and screaming. <laughs> And my mother, who enjoys, like, as, as we have all enjoyed, she began to laugh at me, even though she was about to die because the driver of the car had her hands off the wheels. I suspect we should probably take some calls because that's our job. I suspect we should. On the number one leisure podcast yes. here in yes. Australia. Yes, I keep Hart. telling everyone, I tell everyone, you have to keep, you have to, you have to subscribe to Roots and Shoots. Yes. Because, do you know what? It's a big thing for Perth to knock off all the Eastern State stuff and, and become number one. mortifying that I falsely advertised that it was Roots and Shoots and it's Roots and Shoots. Oh, yes, we're frightfully proper here, I if got, you don't mind, I Amber. I got pulled into the office and, and <laughs> reprimanded for not knowing the name of my own show. For only that. Misty, would... Misty from Bridgewater knows the shame of the show. <laughs> See what happens? <laughs> no, hi, Misty. Can you talk so hi. I don't have to? Hello, Misty. Hello. I've what? got an update for ah, you. Ah, your purple tomato. Yeah, um, I couldn't get Maker's Ed. Right, okay. So the horticulturist at the big blue shed. Oh, yes, yes. To use um, iron, iron kilos. Oh, right. Well, that will and give... I did? Oh, excellent. Yeah. So how's it looking now? It's, so it was what, really, really small? Yes, it was, tiny. It's now one and a half foot tall. <gasps> it's got three flowers on it. <gasps> Get out of town, sister. That sounds absolutely fantastic. You're going to have a bumper crop, Misty. 
eventually. Yes, and we want pictures, please. Pictures. Oh, well, I have sent pictures, but I guess you guys ran out oh. of time. Oh. oh. We will try and. Honestly, they just come flooding we in. We get so many, Misty, because we I are know. the number one podcast, <laughs> gardening yes, podcast you are one. In, in Australia. Australia. And we're aiming, aiming for comedy, so just notice <laughs> we need to get some hashtags on that. Misty, thanks for the update. We've got uh, Judy in Bustleton. Hi, Judy. Hello, hello. Um, I'm reading regards, Sabrina, I'm reading regards hibiscuses that we've bud dropped. Do you know what causes that? Oh, Heat. Yeah. Okay, there's Heat? two. There's a few things. Heat is one of them. Uh, the second one is there's a beetle that gets that th- likes to get into the base of the bud and where the stalk is, and then mm-hmm. they actually sever the stalk so the buds drop off or they go into the bud. Caterpillars will do it as well. So you've got beetles, caterpillars, and heat. Oh. So well, I, haven't um, any, I haven't seen any of them. You won't because... I mean, I've seen the heat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so when pick up one of the fallen buds. Have a look at the stalk bit and see if you can see if it's been chewed. Cut a bud open and see if there's a larvae or a very small beetle inside because hibiscus beetles will do that and they knock all your buds off. Yeah, well, it's just this year's been prolific with it, um, and then on every one of them, every single one. Mm. Oh, every, well, we've got a few flowers, but nowhere near to what I normally what, what have. you normally get. It it can mm. be it can be a, a heat related thing, Judy. But what I want you to do is have a little forage around the base of the hibiscus, yeah. Because if there's larvae or beetles, that's where they'll be. Um, caterpillars you will definitely see and they the eggs will be laid on the backs of the leaves so you'll get the okay. little cluster of eggs um, so if it's caterpillars there's a caterpillar specific spray if there's beetles or weevils then um, you can use a, a neem oil based spray as a deterrent or pyrethrum if you hit them directly okay Thanks, right, Judy. I'll go, out and, I'll go out and have a look see in, what I can find. Investigation, Judy, investigation. Good luck. Chris G in Poppin hope I've pronounced that properly, seeks advice on a 100 millimetre tall river red flowering gum sapling, oh. which he's planted into one of his aquaponic systems to see if it would grow. Oh. Well, it has gone ballistic. It's now one metre tall and he'd like to plant it out. Well, he or she, I'm not sure, plant it out, but worried they're going to kill it. Any advice? <sighs> Oh, risky. Um, so it's a metre tall. Uh, I've, I don't know how how they go being transplanted from a hydroponic system into the ground. I mean, the thing is you can't leave it there, G. Uh, Chris. Oh, Chris. Chris G. Oh, Chris G. Oh, yes, I just saw the G at Popaninning. I love yeah. that name. Is Poppin it Poppinining or Poppinining? No, Poppinining. Well, they pronounce it. The locals call it Poppinining. There you go. Um, it has to be moved anyway. So honestly, I reckon you've probably got thirty percent chance of it surviving. But give it a good old crack anyway. And maybe not do it until things have cooled down yeah, a little bit. Don't, certainly don't do it this week. P- 
particularly in Papua New Guinea. Hey, It'll can be... I take the gardening questions and you do the comedy today? Yeah. Sure, good sure, idea. Sure, okay. sure, sure. What else have we got here? Um, metal watering cans that are rusty inside. Is the water okay if it's still orange? You're doing this? Uh, I'd say yes because there's going to be some minerals in there. Are there? Mm. Ooh. <laughs> and the only other reason it would be orange is if you've peed in it. Oh, and you haven't had enough water. <laughs> had enough water or you've been taking your vitamin Look, tablets. Not only am I a gardening expert, I'm also a doctor today. <laughs> Dr. Cunningham. The water will be fine. Just don't drink it. Just don't drink it. Yeah, okay. It taste nice. Outstanding advice. Mm? Missed an interview or your favourite segment? We keep all our shows online for a week. Go to abc.net.au slash Perth and click programs to find the episode you want. Can we talk about sex? <laughs> just a, what? What? Just okay, a bit. Yes. Well, I was listening to the interview um, with um, the Stingray. Jessica Maywick, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. With, and the Stingray's name was... Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte the Stingray. Knocked up. Yep. With no explanation. Knocked herself up. Knocked herself up. Now, in the insect world... She's looking very pleased with herself. This could right be now. quite. This can be quite common. I Do you see. know aphids? Like everyone has aphids on their roses, their hibiscus, their lettuce. Lettuce. Aphids go everywhere. So some aphids, the girls, they don't need any of the boys. Uh uh-uh, uh They do it all themselves. And better still, they give birth to live babies, and all the babies are girls. And they are exact clones of their mother. <gasps> so they don't need any any of the humpy pumpy let's fiddle with this one. Uh-uh. Can you imagine ten clones of yourself? <laughs> Having to or live in Williston with that? Scary it's world. But it's close. It's you know, close. Should we take some calls? Yep. I mean, let's Lord go. Knows it's what we're paid to do, isn't it? Uh, Mary in Como. Well, let me stand by Mary. Here she comes. Mary. Mary. Hello, Mary. Hello, Mary. What have you got going on? Mary, um, I think you. We can't hear you. You kind of can like in me? the. Yes, now we can. That's marvelous. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. we can. What's going on I with mean, this I've snow still pair? Got my phone on. Is that the right thing to yes. do? Yes. Oh, do yes. you've got your radio I can't on? Turn it off. It no, off. that's all right. That's okay, Mary. We. It's all good. What's that, darling? It's it's all good. If you can't turn your radio off, that's okay. I'm not turning my radio. It all sounds like it's getting very confusing, Mary. I might pop you back on hold for Molly to talk you through that and we'll go to John in Huntingdale. No, John, where are you? Not there, not there, not there you are. There he is. John in Huntingdale. What's going on with your bananas? Uh, Well, it was a packet of bananas I bought from my local shop. Yeah. And I usually buy them slightly green or a bit greenish so they don't go all ripe and and, you know, I had one brekkie each day. Yeah. Anyway, I bought a pack of the oat well over a week ago and they've taken, well, they're not getting ripe. So I stuck Ooh. one in the microwave this morning just to <laughs> you know, give it a bit of enlightenment, just to, so oh, I yeah. can have them as brekkie. Give it Talk a little tickle and, along there, John. Well, yeah, yeah, which was fine until it started arcing up on the uh, stand <laughs> and it stinks. So I've got to get rid of the smell out of the microwave <laughs> now. Any ideas? <laughs> Well, I'd say don't nuke your your uh, bananas. Now, so what happens with bananas is they 
they get put into a chamber and they're they're gassed. So there is a there's a a ripe there's a natural ripening agent that makes fruit go ripe. So it, it's a gas that's released. Bananas do it naturally, but they take a longer period of time. So the the growers actually gas them to to speed up that process. Now, the thing that has the most ripening gas are apples. If you put an apple in a fruit bowl with your bananas, they will ripen very quickly. So forget the microwave. Go and get a couple of apples and put them in with your bananas. Thank you very much. I'll do that. It's my and I'll and the apple afterwards. Yes, exactly right. And the smell will be far more pleasant, John. <laughs> yeah, any ideas for the smell? I'd get rid of it. <laughs> Oh, um, a cleaning show. <laughs> Steady on. Oh, no, no. In a in a in a bowl, cut up some slices of lemon. Squeeze a little bit of lemon with water in a bowl. Turn it on for two minutes. Then wipe it down, and that should get rid of the smell. Oh, Shannon Lush in the Hi. studio too. Um, John, thank you so much. Now Mary no. is back. Hi, Mary. How'd you go? Yes, good. Thank you. Oh, Did you good. turn your radio down? I've turned the radio off. Yes. Oh, very oh, good. Done. Okay. Do you so, have a question about a, is it a snow pea or a snow pear? Snow pears, yes. Uh, so, Okie dokie. Now Sabrina's laughing at me. <laughs> Carry on. What's your question, Mary? I've got these five um, uh, snow pears, and last year I didn't cut them down mm-hmm. as usual because mm-hmm. some of them started to blossom. The flowers mm-hmm. started to blossom on the trees. Yes. And so I've left them all this uh, summer and uh, autumn or spring, rather. Yes. And um, they're now full of leaves. Yeah. And generally they fall off bit by bit and it does take a while for them to come off. I just wondered if I should just leave that until September again before um Dropping the trees. Yeah, definitely, Mary. Um, We're in for a pretty tough February. Um, And a lot of the snow pears I've noticed, because our winters are warmer, then I've noticed a lot of our uh, trees are not actually dropping their leaves when they usually do in summer, uh, in winter. So I would leave them on and then prune them in September, Mary. I think that's a great idea. Thank you, Mary. Now, Courtney is on the line. Hi, Courtney. Hi. Look, more of an announcement. Just people that have, like, pesticide-free gardens and they get snail problems. I've noticed that the um, Native Animal Rescue is seeking uh, snails for their bobtail. They're having a fair amount of bobtail. So they're suggesting if you uh, you do have a, which is a bit hard at this time of year, snails, um, if they can just freeze them and put them in a bag and drop them off at the uh, Native Animal Rescue in in Malaga. That is sensational. So you can actually freeze them. Supposedly, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So just, just uh, you know, just freeze them in ziploc bags, and yep. uh, you know, that's something that, that's good for them. So yeah, just uh, as I said, a little bit hard at this time of the year, but um, definitely over a period of time. And, and they're just in a you know, one seventy Camboon Road, but Native Animal Rescue in Malaga. Just look them up. That is wonderful. Now, for people that don't want to freeze their snails, you can actually. No, I used to collect snails for the for a restaurant. Um, because they're just garden snails, basically. Yeah, you, um, purge them, though, yeah? you do you do purge them. So if you want to take live snails, but that's great that you can 
um, freeze them, you need to put them in a container that's got lots of holes and throw in lots of leaves and um, mulch and a bit of debris and they'll, they'll just slime their way around there for weeks and be quite happy. Courtney, thank you so much for calling in with that, Sab. I was out the front picking snails off um, my clivias mm. one morning and I'd get a handful and just hurl them behind me on, onto the road, I'm ashamed to say. Well, the magpies come down and eat them. Okay, so I, I was, you know, so just like pick, 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 yep. chuck. Yep. Hurled yep. them right at an oncoming bicycle rider. <laughs> <laughs> was better than throwing an egg. He was he was very kind about <laughs> not reacting. Um, but, it, yeah, like, you wouldn't be expecting to be riding your bike. <laughs> flying, flying snails. Snails coming down from the sky. David from Scarborough, what do you need to talk to Sabrina about? Hello, ladies. Thanks for your show. Um, it's about my buffalo glass across. I've sent it to um, a couple of te- uh, a photos and that. Yep. Yeah, picture. Yep. <laughs> and um, I was just wondering, um, I've sprayed for a black beetle in the beginning of the year, and I don't think it's black beetle. Um, could it be a fungus, Sabrina? It can be a fungus, but it can also be sodworm or army worm, which right. is not a worm at all in actual fact, David. It's a little tiny, tiny caterpillar. And it's a, and they, they're in their thousands. So if you see little tiny moths flying around late in the evening, then it's the caterpillars that are chewing off all the, all the base. We're just bringing up your, oh, Lord of mercy. That looks, it's dead, isn't it, Sabrina? uh, I reckon that's, yeah, army worm. So now, if you, you there's a couple of things you can do. You can right. you can buy a caterpillar specific spray. Yeah, yep. it's not fungus. That's yep. there's a hill's hoist there. I'm excited I to know. say. I love a hill's hoist. Who doesn't? Oh yes, I replaced the old one. <laughs> ah, did you ever play Goon of Fortune on your hill's hoist, <laughs> David? Uh, not quite, but we no. um, we have um, done some strange things with it. <laughs> Can you please tell me what Goon of Fortune is? I have no Have you idea. not played Goon of no, Fortune? I'm a, I'm oh, surely. A... <laughs> so you get the you get the casks, you know, you take them out, so you've just got the silver cask. And there is yeah. wine still in the bag. Yeah, in but the then it's bag. full of wine and then you spin the clothesline and where it stops you have to take just a oh, little okay, sip. So you've got all your friends around. Yeah, yeah. So it's like spin the wheel, <laughs> it's like but beer it's pong. Yeah, yeah. That's just like oh, beer pong. David. What anyway, have you back to your grass, David. So <laughs> now, don't now you go. So there is a there is a strong systemic uh, insecticide you can get for that. Yeah. Um, but there's also if you want to go down the organic line, if you've got kids and dogs and you don't want that stuff coming through their paws or their feet. Then there's two sprays that are bacteria-based for caterpillars. So you need to, you will need to do two sprays and in between each spray, um, don't water the lawn for two days after you've sprayed. Right. Um, can I aerate it um, and do yep. I fertilise? You can, but the night don't fertilize it until you get rid of the caterpillar that's causing the problem because that new growth they'll go berserkers on and while it's bare the the spray that you're using will soak down down to near the root system which is what you want so no fertilizing 
you can definitely scrape the dead bits off with a with a rake or something, an iron rake. Um, spray once in two weeks' time. Spray again. Don't water for two days after you've used the spray and then you can fertilise. Thank you so much, David. Now, we're not the only comedians in the house. Ron has also texted in with uh, a question. He says, hi, yes. uh, hi, guys, what about those snails that have gone through a marriage breakup, aka slugs, suggesting they've lost the house? <laughs> Sabrina Hahn. Are they also required for the... For the Yes, slugs. Slugs are harder to handle, though, because they are incredibly slippery. Oh, now, (laughs) okay. Um, Oh, look, look, it's time for fun time. Oh. Oh, something's in the wrong spot and I'm just putting it in the right spot. Yeah. It is that time again. It is Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. She's a pretty good dancer too, I've got to say. There's a little bit of dancing going like, on yeah, just then. Yeah. I, like, I like swinging the limbs. <laughs> it's, it's a fair bit of fun. Oh, I am in delay. I don't know. I'm going to explain what delay is. <laughs> delay is what you do in a radio station where in the event that someone says something terrible, you need to hit the dump button. I don't mm. think I probably need to explain much further than that, but I did just check if I was in delay. <laughs> when you opened your mouth just then, because it is sailing, roots and shoots sails close to the breeze, does it not, Sabrina? Ah, that's why people love it, Amber. Oh, okay, yeah, right. You know, we just throw caution to the wind. Mm, Who have. needs a career? Come on. <laughs> Oh, I've been in trouble for a few things, like you know, and I'm I'm fine with that. Mm. You know, get cranky at me all you like. What have you chosen for today's disco okay. music dancing? Uh, a li- little bit different to the music you've been playing this morning. So we're going to up the tempo a bit. Up the tempo. Um, Are you so complaining? No, no, I love your music. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so this is something. Let me give you a picture. If you had just put a hammock up between two <gasps> trees on a beautiful day, yes, and someone has gone to the trouble of making you the best mojito <gasps> that you've ever had, eleven o'clock in the morning, you would listen to this tune. This is by Rum Jungle. Who are, they're from Newcastle. Bunch oh. of boys from Newcastle. This is Electric Snowman. <laughs>
Rum Jungle with Electric Snowman there. Um, Sabrina's pick this week. Mm. Send us your 0437 to let us know what you thought. We've just finished shoving a bit of cake in our cake holes mm. because it was a certain person's birthday on the mm. 14th, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yes, it was. Yes, I had a splendid – well, I had a splendid day on the Sunday uh, – because there's a group of us and we all have our birthdays in the one week. So we had the February gathering. Oh. Yes. Molly and I could tag along to that. I um, texted someone and said, look, can we have some tickets to this thing? It's happening the day after my birthday. And that person, who's a very dear friend of mine, Andrea Kipps, texted back and said, you mean the week after and (laughs) the the day before your birthday. Um, And so, (laughs) frankly, none of us really know how I managed to do this job. Really, bottom line. Should we take some more gardening questions? Oh, let's do, Amber. Hello, Carl. Uh, Let's pick up Carl. G'day, Carl. Hello, Carl. Uh, Good morning, ladies. Um, Yeah, uh, we, we, um, my partner and I, we we sent you a picture of uh, of a big banana in our site. I want to put that one into the ground. Yes. Thinking of, of, uh, well, I want to know from you the sort of size of the hole that I should dig and line it with geocloth so that I can grow this banana. Okie dokie. Without the tree roots coming in and taking everything. Well, they won't because it's kind of like a the, – the, the root system's sort of like a rhizome really. It's an underground stem. So you don't need to worry about that. We're just trying to find your picture of yeah, said oh, banana. I can't find it. Um, but anyway um, – Oh, there it is. Found it. Oh, we got it. We got it. I know oh, no, that's a mango. That's a mango. It's <laughs> definitely not a banana. Uh, anyway, Carl. So the thing with bananas is they're quite shallow rooting. They're not a deep rooted plant. So, um, so you're going to. I can't see your banana, but how tall is it? Well, uh, the picture. <laughs> That I sent you, uh, or uh, my partner sent you last week, you know, showed it was about... Oh, last week in the pot. I remember it. It was last week's Yes, 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 yes. I remember. Yes, it's an old banana, Amber. (laughs) (laughs) Banana of past years. Okay, so, Carl, you need to dig a hole 40 centimetres deep and 50 centimetres wide, and you're going to fill that hole with... Compost, manure, bit of biochar. Um, now, remember that bananas are hungry feeders, so they need lots of fertilising, and they like to be drenched in water three times a week. So, rather than a shallow water, if you can make, if you can put your banana where there's a dip, so it's in. Um, a dip in the ground so that you can fill that 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 space with water and it sinks down into the underground stem. Yes, okay. So so I'll, I'll be making a pot in the ground, uh, lining it with geo uh, cloth yep. and, and that filling with uh, some of the goodies. I mean, I yep. make my own biochar. So yep, beautiful. Yeah. Great. Carl, thank you so much for that question. Now, someone related to you says, mm. Abba, Mum forgot the most important part of Guna Fortune, you need to have one bag of red and other goon bags white. All stand around under the goon bags. It's best to do this in bathers. (laughs) Spin the hills hoist. The amount of spins is the time you scull. 
God help the person that gets the red. It's definitely a summer sport. Somebody also suggested that um, goon might be a racial slur. I've just had a quick Google. Uh, I can't find anything. No, on it that. comes from. I can tell you, it's definitely not because it comes from the the terminology when you used to buy two liters of wine in a big glass jug. It was called a flagon. Flagoon. Yeah, so it comes from that. Um, and that was my daughter, Jess, who's always daughter, my Jess. biggest fan. I love her. Um, and she's the one that keeps me on the straight and narrow. Oh, so thank you, Jess. She's played many a game of Goon of Fortune. <laughs> With I hate her mother. to say. Oh. <laughs> so proud. Um, Kim, Kim you rewrote her well. Kim in Leaning has a sissus climber which is giving up. Hi, Kim. Oh, Kim. Hi, how are you going? Where Where is um, your sissus? Uh, we put him on a, a sort of half pot, you know, one of the sort of self-watering numbers that you sort of attach to a, a wall high up and oh, yeah. strung some um, fishing line across the pergola area. So right. the area that it is is probably about oh, three, three and a half metres high right. because it's sort of a, a, an arched area of the roof outside. And he grew really well to start with and he was climbing along the lines and and now he's just all droopy. <gasps> Well, I, I think. Oh, 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 you've sent a photo. Oh, Amber, she's she's having she's what having a little trouble. A it's a sissus. Now, maybe part like. of the thing is is because you've got the sex wrong. She's sissus Ellen That's Danica. Sissus Ellen Danica. So she's a girl. Oh. Now, the, oh. the the big thing okay. is Kim. Sissus does not like. Hot winds, it must be in full shade and it needs yeah. quite a bit of water. But even though you've got you've done all the right stuff, the ambient outside temperature over the last week uh, has been really, yeah. really hot. But they are really tough. So, okay. so what happens is they'll it, it, you may need to prune it off in about three weeks' time. Oh, um, really? So just uh, – but it'll come back. They are pretty tough. The other thing that can happen with sissus is their root system takes up the entire pot. Oh, okay. So they get so, pot-bound, do they? Yeah, yep, oh, yep. Okay, so they don't mind being transplanted? Not at all. When, Not at when all. When would I do that? Cooler? Uh, yeah, I'd leave it until the end of March, Kim. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Okay. Thank uh, a little bit of mixed bag of reviews for your choice of oh, songs. Oh, really? Bloody awful, noisy, not music. Sorry, Jack. I get the feeling oh. you're not really sorry, no, Jack. No, no, I don't think Jack. I don't but we wasn't keen. No, no, no. To... It's not everyone's bag. No, no. Pick of the week. Nah, you've picked better, but keep mm. it up, says oh. William. Okay, I'm oh, encouraged. Oh, William. Yep. Um, what, what else have we got here? Love the song choice, Sabrina. Mondays oh. to Fridays feel so blah in terms of music nowadays. Thanks for livening things up. We do our best. We here. do our we best. Do our best. Yeah. A couple of best doers we are. Yes, we are indeed. Dave in Alfred Cove knows that. Hi, Dave. What's going on with your mulching? G'day, Amber. G'day, Sabrina. Hey, hey Sabrina, when you gave the lead into the Rum Jungle song, I had it pinned for the, the Pina Colada song. If you like Pina Colada. <laughs> oh, I know that one. I, I've danced yeah, to that me, song. <laughs> it had me catching myself. Anyway, anyway I, 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 um, Sabrina, a couple of 
mulch question. So yep. reading all of the advice on fruit trees and mulching, it says to pull the mulch away from the trunk of the tree to avoid um, mildew and fungus and that sort of thing. Yep. But and, and it sort of says, you know, maybe 300 mil um, radius away from the trunk. Mm. Is, is that is that right or should, with these sorts of weather conditions and wanting wanting to try and get this uh, water retention, should I have the mulch right up around the, the trunk of these trees? Well, that is a marvellous question, Dave. So when it comes to citrus trees, definitely have it away from the trunk because they get a thing called colorot. Now, with any of the tropical trees, so avocados, mangoes, pawpaws, bananas, all those sorts of things, you can actually have the mulch up to the trunk. So okay. it's more for the citrus style of trees. Yep, perfect. And, I, and I've got both, both those varieties. And then my next question was, for if we're going to keep the mulch up to the trunk for the tropical trees, if I'm applying a liquid fertiliser, yep. can I pour it through the mulch? Do I need Definitely. To pour the mulch away? Nope. No, nope. pour it through the mulch. Yep, just pour it straight through the mulch, um, and then water it in a little bit, Dave. Yep. Uh, but we'll it's do. fine. You don't have to. You don't have to remove the mulch. All that, that's so. That's a lot of work doing all that stuff. You don't want it to is. be doing that. Yep. Yep. It is. Champion. Oh. Thanks again. Thanks okay, no worries, Dave. I'm just going to read a text. This yes. is something a problem that we're running into, and I'm not sure if it's my lack of competence here. Uh, Liz from Willerton says, "Hi, Sabrina. Big branch broken. Oh, she oh has yeah. The There's the photo there. I've Can seen the photo. You yeah. have? Yeah, I've seen um, the photo. Big, big branch broken off my precious banks. Yeah, the black cockies will be devastated. If I saw off the branch and try to bind the stump together, will it heal? Okay, so Liz. The where the basically your banksia has split. It's got a V. There's two main uh, branches coming off, and so it's a V shape and it's split straight down the middle. It is highly unlikely you're going to be able to save it. Now, the thing about trees, the inside of the wood is actually dead, so you can actually drill a bolt through you'd have to prune off both branches so you'd have to prune it off pretty hard and then you'd have to get a big long bolt drill it through and screw it together and see if that may save it but unfortunately where the split is I really don't like your chances so I would be going out and buying another Banksia Sorry, Liz. But honestly, try it. See, give it a go and see if you can save it. Ben is in North Yonderup, uh, Japanese maple issues. Hello, Ben. G'day, how are you? Good. That's the go. Hey, um, yeah, my daughter bought me a Japanese maple for Christmas and it's about five foot high. It's still in the pot. Yep. And just not sure when to plant it and where to plant it. Ugh. Uh, Please I, well, number one, I wouldn't plant it. Oh. <laughs> uh, now, Japanese maples, I know that Yundi's a bit cooler than Perth, but the soil is not that flash around there. I would keep it in a pot. The other thing is hates east, easterly winds. The Japanese maples, when they're on the coastal plain, they look really good for about 10 minutes in spring. Um, <laughs> and then the edges of the leaves get burnt. 
So you've got to, if you want to plant it in the ground, Ben, you have to find a really shady spot that's just got dappled light where it's completely protected from the easterly winds, from hot winds. You would need to dig a hole a metre deep, a metre wide and fill it with um, really good soil uh, and keep the water up all summer long. Yeah, right. Or give it to someone else. Who oh, no, his daughter gave it to him. Yeah, so. I know. Or, Ben, yeah. grow it in a pot, in a lovely, large, big pot. Yeah, I might do that. Mm. Sounds like yeah, good advice. I'm trying to transplant a few native trees down here and plants. Yeah. The old two for one, Ben. And what, <laughs> As in a second question. What, they're not doing well or what's the story? I oh, know, like little... Plants and jacarandas and bits and pieces. I've tried to move them from other properties and friends give them to me, but they literally just die straight away. Oh, soil, soil. You're going to have to improve the soil, Ben, even for native plants. Yeah, that's all right. I'm still going to have success right Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's the good news, Ben. Thank you for listening and helping to make Roots and Shoots parts of the number one leisure (laughs) podcast in Australia. Now, a couple of people did ask how you go about contributing to our super oneness. Yes. And you have to get onto your podcast app and rate us. And that, I think, is particularly on apps like the iTunes app. doesn't play out so much on your ABC Listen app. So if you go to iTunes or whatever... Uh, podcast platform you're using Spotify I use a uh, and a platform called Pocket Cast and if there's a rate and review section there give us five stars because you know like I mean if you could give us six you probably would let's face it without a doubt and you know don't forget Amber that being part of the comedy gardening hour <laughs> is that we make a lot of people cheery in the morning. We that, do. That may not, not some some of the people that text you whinging, but I don't think anything would make them happy. Well. But, um, you know, it's important that we're, we're doing a community service here. Yeah, no, we're, we're aiming for an OA. Didn't you mention that? Last <laughs> That's right. Week? We you are mentioned did. that. Oh, actually, and I forgot, I brought in a pair of Absolutely sensational nuts for you this morning. A cu- yeah, uh, hey, Molly. <laughs> Molly, in my bag is a set of nuts. Would you would you be able to bring them into the studio, please? Oh, I'm not coping right now. Oh, no, I've been up since you'll be a stunt. You'll be going. Ooh. They are the best set of nuts oh, I reckon I've ever seen. See. And- how have we segued from an OA to these nuts? Well, Tell me what you the know, because this is all part of what we bring to the program. Yes. I bring nuts, you bring humour. Now, now the reason I bought these nuts is Can that... Can you describe them? They're bell-shaped, they're striated, they're which bell-shaped. is a fancy word for stripe. Yep, they have a flattened peduncle, which Ooh. is a fancy... <laughs> so have I. So not every pair of nuts has a flattened peduncle. <laughs> Let me tell you that. So everyone will be noticing the beautiful yellow flowering gum trees that are all out now. Its name is Eucalyptus erythrocoris or the Iliari gum. Now they are of a – there's a certain type of eucalypt that have certain types of nuts and these nuts have – so they're big. They're like – Mm, 50, they're 50. Five centimetres. Five centimetres 
long and about the same width, but they're square nuts. And the unusual they thing are. about this group of eucalypts is the stamens, the flower bit, only comes on the corners of these big square nuts. Oh. <laughs> We've got Susan, Susan online. Susan in Warwick. Hello, Susan in Warwick. I think it's such a beautiful natural reaction. The little ah oh, from the background. So, so, and they come in, the nuts come in groups of three, but I've just bought a pair of nuts today. So I want people. beautiful. Oh, my God. I want people to stop. And go and have a look at the yellow flowering, the red-capped yellow flowering gum, Eucalyptus erythrocoris, and check out their nuts. It's extraordinary. And that ends Sabrina's nuts. (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to do it. Susan, can you talk some, bring some sense into this room? Because I believe I've lost the plot. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can do that, but um, I might um, try and um, plant one of those. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So my my problem is is that I had a um, all lawn and a big cape lilac in my front yard. Yeah. And I wanted a native garden. Yep. So I cut down the cape lilac. Yep. It was it was quite it was very big. Yep. We did get it um, the stump ground. Yep. Um, and so I thought, excellent, and so I've gone and I've planted and I've um, wood chipped and everything is looking lovely except that this Cape Lilac just sends up, I just now know why it's a woody weed, it just sends up shoots yeah. all throughout the yard yeah. all the time. Yeah. And what happened when we got the stump ground, I don't think they got it, uh, he did, obviously didn't get all of it. Yeah. So there's a really, yeah, there's sort of underground, there's quite a big of a stump yep. still there. Yep, and yep, I'm wondering what do I do because it's just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Go and get yourself a bottle of Blackberry and Tree Killer and a bottle of kerosene. Okay. In a glass jar, you are going to mix up 60% kerosene, 40% blackberry and tree killer. You're going to mix yeah. that up in a glass jar. You're going to go and get a paintbrush and you're going to cut the suckers and paint it immediately with the mixture in your glass jar. Now, the, if they shoot from, if it's shooting from underground and you can see part of the stump, remove the soil, get a hatchet, yep. make new hatchet holes in it, and paint it immediately, and you will eventually get rid of it, Susan. Oh, fabulous! Thank you. Yep. And so, what was the mix again? It was 60-40 so, sixty forty, kerosene, blackberry, and tree killer. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Susan. Phil from Mandra. Hello, what's going on with you, sir? Yeah, hi, Sabrina. Hey, you've uh, I've spoken to you many times. Listen, I've got some of your um, your brand. I don't know whether I can mention on air. But no, you can't. On, it's, tra- it's Trace Elements. Yeah. Spray hose on for citrus trees. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did it in two in two increments because I had quite a bit there. And these trees went from being like so sad and not really good at all to absolutely sensational. I guess. The orange tree to me looks very crowded with leaves, but it's loaded with oranges, so I shouldn't really worry about it. No, not at all. I feel that's that's great. The size of your fist, you know, they're they're massive. There's heaps and heaps on there. And before, 
um, it wasn't in a good way at all. So I just thought I'd give you that feedback. Oh, Phil, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. We worked long and hard on that, <laughs> I have to, I have to say. Yeah, so that's great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Phil. Stephen from Wembley. Hello, Stephen. Morning, ladies. Morning. I have a question regarding blueberries. Yep. When to prune and uh, how to prune. Okay, so depending on the blueberry, some blueberries uh, harvest in autumn and others do it in spring. So the best time to prune your blueberry is after it's fruited but not in summer. So if you're getting fruit on it now, which you probably aren't, um, yeah, no, they're all spring. Yeah, okay, so yours is spring, so you can prune them in April. Yeah, and um, is it, how hard do you prune them? Yeah, Not hard, you, can't, you cannot prune them hard, but once every four right. years you cut off the oldest branches. So no more, than, no more than a third, Stephen. Stephen's in his car and I can hear the bling-blong of the map lady that happens <laughs> when you're talking on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Probably now lost in the suburbs, are you, Stephen? Thanks for calling in in spite of needing directions somewhere. James in Floriot, lemon-scented gum. What's going on? Uh, hi, ladies. Big fan. Um, yeah, we've got a, a big lemon-scented gum yeah. uh, on our as a street tree in Floriot. Yep. about 20 metres tall. Yep. Um, the, the problem with it, great tree, um, is that it drops a huge amount of leaves, nuts, Seeds yep. and everything that I grow beneath it, whether it be buffalo grass or natives, yep. uh, seems to die apart from the gelatin wax. Ah. I was wondering if you've got any suggestions as to um, what to grow under a big eucalypt like that, whether it be as a ground cover or yep. plants that might be able to withstand all the droppage. Well, I have a 70, 80 year old lemon scented gum tree on my block, James. And I have very successfully grown Scavola, uh, Eremophila, the little, there's one called Sweet and Neat, which is just a little, little grey one. Um, Hypercalama, uh, Hibertia. What else is under there? She's fairly well packed. Um, and, oh, Casuarina Cousin It. Oh, I love that thing. Isn't it awesome? It's so it's the funniest little doer. Do you need to have to plant it up high so it's got room to drop? Like? No, mine are all on the ground and they, they just bloop. They make a little mound and they free fall over their own mound. And they're so green. Why is that? They're native. They're happy in our It's the, That's soil. just the colour of the leaves. They're just you can get different different casuarinas that have different coloured leaves. So James, all of those work under my very, very, very large lemon scented gum that drops constantly twelve months of the year. And that was casuarina which casuarina, sorry? Cousin it. Okay. And the Eremophilus will much. do well as well. Thank you so much, James. We're a big Thank fan you. of yours too. <laughs> Have a lovely weekend. A few texts, Sabrina Hahn. Now, someone's mentioned that when they're listening to the number one gardening show, they always have bubbles. And on account of the fact that I don't drink, I immediately went, is that a gastrointestinal issue you're talking about or is it champagne? Not sure, but either way. Uh Like, one, I hope you're okay. B, if you're having champagne, good on you. Um, Someone's also suggested, with the Japanese maple, move to Denmark. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's my expert advice is move. 
or uh, and grow something. Grow well, something the thing suitable. is, if it's something you, re- you know, the thing is, Amber, when we go overseas, we see stuff that we want in our garden and we drool over them. And then when you try and grow them where they will not grow, they just look pathetic and horrible. There is something, a bit of a hangover, I feel, from what um, Barry Humphreys and his peers might have mentioned as a kind of cultural cringe that we still have, and I'm absolutely guilty of it, that we insist on planting European plants. Mm. Here for mm. those gardens because that was what was held up to us as being yeah. the yeah. epitome of style yeah. and beauty. Yeah. And in truth, those plants really struggle. Lord, look at these nuts on this native plant. I mean, we have the most extraordinary flora in yes, the world. Yes, we do. In the world. There's a lot of Iliari love coming in. I know. Oh, I know. They're such a beautiful tree and they're a mallee, so they're multi-trunked. If you've got a single – because people grow them as a single stem and they fall over. There you Go. Coppice it. Get your saw out. Chop its head off. Cut the bloody thing down to 10 centimetres high and it'll shoot from its lignituba and go, look at me. No, I ha- handed you some homework and yes. you had a quick read before we I went have. to air. And I, I have. It's headline, about the borer. The headline struck me because uh, yes. we can't go a week without having a chat about the borer. Yep. The headline in this article on the conversation said, Australia's shot hole borer beetle invasion has begun but we don't need to chop down every tree under attack. We've got one minute and 15 seconds left. Sabrina, can you wrap up what they're saying? Okay, so basically they're saying if we put enough traps, find out where the borer is, get onto it immediately. If it's only in some of the branches, we take the branches out. You don't need to have take the whole tree unless it's a host tree. If it is a host tree, you have to remove it because the the, the fungal disease is already up and down. How do you know the, if it's a host tree? Is it the, the ASA? Is that, the, is that why? There's quite a few host trees. Uh. So um, you need to, to get onto the that my pest guide reporter app they will come and look at your tree and assess whether it just needs a prune or removal but we all have to be vigilant and check our trees all the time yeah and we i'm sure we'll speak about it again next week about what the kind of thing you're looking for the name the clue is in the title shot hole borer it looks like the branch has been subjected to shot which you might get from a gun on that note goodbye to our beloved molly schmidt you've been listening to an abc podcast discover more great abc podcasts live radio and exclusives on the abc listen app